playing the ukulele badly because this podcast is self-produced weird stuff has happened in the past and here i am to tell you about it i guess yeah i will yeah absurd real history hello and welcome to absurd real history the podcast where i find bizarre stories from the past and find great guests to tell them to I'm Sir Shanae, and this week I am so excited to be joined by the fabulous comedian and podcaster Alison Spittle. Hello, lovely, lovely, lovely to be here. I'm admiring yeah. your houseplant, it's incredible. It's a great houseplant. It's actually fake, it's not real. <gasps> really? Yeah, it's plastic, so it can't die. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. That's the trick. I take that back. <laughs> is it far less impressive knowing that they're not real plants it was impressive because i was like she looks after it really well but it's impressive to look <laughs> no, at no, no. It's, it's it's all a lie <laughs> much like uh my positive demeanor the past year Whoa. but let's go I, <laughs> oh, have you ever been to asia anywhere in asia no to my absolute yeah to my absolute guilt like i always tell myself I want to go to Asia, I want to go to Vietnam, I want to go to Japan, I want to go to Singapore, all that kind of thing. But uh, I, I never have been yet. And uh, mm. have you? Have you been? I did very, uh, very <gasps> briefly. Um, my uh, my dad, when I was 14, decided to do a big family trip on a boat in Thailand, which was incredible. Whoa. What also probably was incredible was bringing his girlfriend and his girlfriend's family before telling any of us that he was seeing anyone. So it was an oh experience, but we had fun. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Bad dad. Bad. That's not great for that though. You know, they really are. Being aren't. terrible. <laughs> yeah, or just like, you know, they have no sense of like, cop on in that way. They're like, I'm ah, sure everyone will get on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's also just like not fitting on the on the boat. And... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going the emotion way. But yeah, the practicalities as well is like a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that was incredible. I think, you know, definitely being 14, there was like aspects of it I don't think I enjoyed as much as I would have appreciated if I was going as an adult. What do you think you would have appreciated, mm. you know, looking back at it? alcohol no yeah. <laughs> um I think I just would have explored more okay and like had more independence of being able to to explore and also like um my emotions are a lot more in check now <laughs> than I was 14 but we we also we were very very briefly and it was also because it was kind of a it was not just a holiday because my dad likes to do multiple multiple things at once. So it was also like a business trip for him. So we spent a couple of days in Singapore, Whoa. which is an insane, an insane place. It's like Singapore is a country that is the size of Dublin County, but has about twice the population of Ireland. So it's all just a city. It's just an intense built up city. What? Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. the, uh, chewing gum is illegal there, isn't it? Yes, in 1992, they banned chewing gum and it's it's kind of legal now, but for therapeutic uses. I have no idea what that means. I just, wow. that can't. <laughs> what you probably don't know about mm -hmm. Singapore is, because not a lot of people do know this, but I, I have a, a weird gift of finding really weird things. And they had a penis panic in 1967. What? Yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about is the Sing Singapore penis panic of 1960s. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
there's so much to unpack here. I have so, so many, many questions. questions. <laughs> so many questions. What's, what's your first question? Uh, panic. <laughs> How is the panic manifested? Okay, so have you ever heard of mass hysteria? Is it the dancing thing where people dance? Yes. Out? Yes. Yes, yes. It's basically like a, a collected mass hysteria that something's going wrong. It's usually compared to the Salem witch trials, but just showing mm. the power of the, the mind. Yeah. Or maybe like we can compare it to when um when Ireland for some reason got a lot of like fish pedicures and we thought that was perfectly fine to have like uh shops just with fish tanks that you could stick your feet into. Like those were very mank. Those were mank. incredibly mank. I think I was like, Oh, but it's in a shop, so it must be it can't be bad for you. They they wouldn't let that happen. With a... Yeah, I would be afraid of like the fish becoming like zombie fish or something. Oh, definitely, like... definitely. You know, or they chew off a bit more than you know what's intended. But I want to hear about this penis panic. Oh my god! Basically, what started happening at the end of October, October twenty ninth, is loads of men were rushing into Singapore Hospital. And a couple of women, very, very few women, with like coro, which is what like disease calls. And it's basically the irrational fear that their penis was shrinking and retracting inside their body. It would go to their abdomen, leading to eventual death. Ah! Now, no, that didn't happen. The disease is a, yeah, right. no, they were fine. They were fine. But swarms of them were just suddenly coming into Singapore hospitals, like absolutely panicking that their penis was going inside their body and they oh were dying. Oh my God, that would be a very bad death. Yeah. Yeah. I'm leaning back here to take in the vista of the penis panic <laughs> and then I'm remembering I'm on a podcast. So sit up straight, Alison. Um, I'm critiquing your po- your posture. Like this entire thing. <laughs> so retracting and is the penis like, so when it's eating at their insides or retracting in, so it's turned inside out. Is it like a snake? Is that what they're kind of worried about or... How is the penis attacking the abdomen? Is it through the sheer power of the penis? Well, that it's shrinking and going up inside. We'll we'll get through it. There's a lot there's a lot to unpack yes. here. I, I say as I do my improv object work <laughs> of unpacking. <laughs> I talk a lot with my hands and, and I forget that the, the people listening at home can't see my wonderful object work that I paid for years of college to uh (laughs) look i'm getting the benefit here i'm loving it by the way Mm. i'm painting my hand while we're doing this because it's very relaxing listening to facts and trivia just doing some body art that's okay that's very very cool well you might subconsciously just start painting penises on your hand maybe you do that anyway i don't know that that would be the dream (laughs) subconsciously they just keep appearing yeah so um it's called Kuro and it's actually like a very ancient belief from like ancient China and is a lot to do with Chinese medicine and elements of it come up in like Africa and, and India and everywhere as well. Um, it comes right. from, yeah, it comes from the Malay word Kura, which means head of a turtle, um, which I'm sure you can, <laughs> uh, you know, understand how that happened. Oh, definitely. <laughs> But like, There's yeah, many a penis I've seen that looks like the depressed head of a turtle. Depressed. I mean, I would just say a bit mopey. Depressed is, is very sad. Terrible. Am I clinically? <laughs> I'm giving a yeah. It's projecting onto the genitals. <laughs> How familiar are you with uh, Chinese medicine? Uh, not too familiar, 
But like I I go for tea in this cafe in uh where I live. It's a Chinese medicine place as well as like tea room. Mm. And so I see like many uh posters that kind of like you know show pictures of tongues and then go like what's wrong with your tongue or there used to be a place in Rath Mines in Dublin that had a picture of Ross Kemp on the front of it that was a Chinese medicine place and I don't know if he was a before or after or what they were promising with the picture <laughs> of Ross Kemp but for me that was amazing so uh I don't know a lot about it, so I want to. I want to know. I know more. nothing, but it's very tied into Kuro. This like disease. I say disease because it's treated mm. as a real thing and it's viewed as a real thing. But I, I might let you know that the, the penis doesn't even connect to the the abdomen, and it, like it's a it, it does not go inside your body. So for anyone listening at home, don't be worried about that now. Seriously. <laughs> That's that's a great point because now I'm just getting angry that it takes so long to get endometriosis. <laughs> like, you know, women have such issues with doctors believing them, and a and a and a man could go up and go, my penis is eating me from the inside. It's going up, yeah. do you know. But we're going. I get bad crabs that are like, you're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, my appendix exploded, and because it coincided with my PMS, I was like. Sure, just you're fine. Just stay in A and E till four in the morning for eight, eight, ten hours. You're just exaggerating. Oh my like, oh, okay. God. Uh, sure, look, they're the ones have sure to clean look. it out of the assertion. Look, more. Sure, like, <laughs> indeed. What I found was that I don't, before this, and this is going to be a very like yeah. whitewashing explanation of like very complicated mm. ancient Chinese philosophy and medicine. Sure, give it a go. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it a go because I actually learned so much about it. And I kind of looked into it before, but I didn't really understand it. Mm. But then suddenly, through the lens of the Singapore penis panic, <laughs> it, it opened up the world of Chinese uh, belief system to me. This and this kind of came up in my in my research before because I did an episode about ancient contraception. And in ancient China, they were really big in basically the withdrawal method, but like just stopping yourself from ejaculating because they believe jizz. I'm just going to call it jizz. Yes. <laughs> ejaculation. Um, jizz. 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 Yeah. Jizz. Yeah. 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 Um, but basically that semen contained kidneys essence or jing which is basically a life source Whoa. so like the more you ejaculated the more you jizzed sorry sorry for using the proper term i need to correct myself <laughs> I've written down ejaculation but i need to go back to jizz back to jizz um, yes we all do back to jizz the more you jizz the more life force is leaving your your body so it was that's where you get tao yin which is basically sexual yoga which is just getting real experimental with sex in ways that stop you from jizzing right okay to contain that life essence so is this edging is this essentially edging yeah yeah but then you never continue and it's just just for for men i know people that like get very ill from edging for a long time do you know what i mean like that seems like anyway we'll go back to this but like uh i'm just saying don't do that (laughs) you'll be very tired like koro was said to come if you jizz too much because it's from losing all your your jing Mm -hmm. so you would get it from having sex too much 
masturbating too much, having sex when you were ill, like primarily having a fever. Um, but you could also just get Kuro from being cold, eating raw or overly yin food. Overly yin food. You were going about yin and yang now. Right, okay. Which, which I finally kind of understand because of the penis panic. So it's, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm happy for you. That's how you learned it. But you've, I think everyone's heard of yin and yang, but I don't think anyone really knows what it means outside of like that symbol. No, no, I don't. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to get some knowledge here. So yeah, very, very oversimplified, but it's basically just the idea that everything is in balance and one is not better than the other. Right. In the West, yeah, in the West, it's often thought to mean female and male. Yeah. So like the yin is the female and the yang is the male. And, but it's a much complex, larger notion that I don't fully understand um, because, you know, I, I, a pasty Irish girl who grew up in Dunleary. So it's a bit more complicated. It's not, men and women what is yin again like it's everything so like the yin and yang is in everything and it's all about having a balance between the two so yin is considered female right but yin is also the moon and it is also night and it is also rest and it is also blue and it is also winter and it also rain whereas yang is male but it is also the sun and day and activity and red and summer, sun. Um, okay. Yin is the end and yang is the beginning. So it's just constant flow. And it's all about having a balance and harmony between the two. Because too much of one is going to be bad mm. and too much of the other. And yin is constantly changing into yang as yang is constantly changing into yin. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I I'm, I I know I'm supposed to react, but I am just taking in knowledge. This is No, like, that's, that's okay. This is real good. Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, reacting is taking it in. Yes, that's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So just moving on from yin and yang, I'm going to talk about another bit of just core belief of uh, ancient Chinese practice that very much ties into Kuro, which are like the three treasures, Mm -hmm. which we talked about with Jing. But we also have a key, which is, I don't know if you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons, but that's what the monks use as their energy. Wow, that's cool. They use key points. <laughs> so that's the only way I knew it. But there's no Western equivalent of key. It is essentially the force, if you've seen Star Wars. Yes, I have seen that this year. <laughs> yeah, so for the first time. Yeah, for the first time. It's very good. <laughs> I understand why people like it. Mm. Bit of crack. It is a bit of crack. It is a bit of crack. I, I do I do enjoy it. Uh despite the heavy-handedness of the metaphors, but it's still good. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> what is the metaphor about heavy-handedness? <laughs> but yes, I get you. Uh, yeah, so that's key. It is the force. It is in everything. Key is in everything. And then Jing, which is life essence, and that is unique. So Ying and Yang and key is mm. in everything. But Jing is just in living things. So people have Jing. And it's said that you have a certain amount of Jing. Which is why you can't be jizzing too much because you're you're gonna lose all your jing. Okay, right. That's you know, good to know that's good to know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it changes and goes away as you age. So, sex is thought to be like the worst way to deplete, deplete your your kidney jing. And then you have shen. Okay. Which is the mind. Whoa. Yeah, and unlike Western philosophy, it, like the mind isn't connected to the brain. It's kind of connected to everything. So in ancient Chinese 
medical practices. There's no difference between mental and physical illnesses, which mm. I which I like. So it's like everything's connected. That's a good approach. That's a great approach. Yeah. Also, with Shen, you have loads of smaller categories, which I won't bother getting into. But Shen comes from the interaction between Jing and Qi. So the force meets energy and creates the mind. Oh. Oh. It sounds like Joe Rogan selling his uh, brain. Or was it Joe Rogan or the other guy? It's always Joe Rogan, isn't it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) The brain pills. Or is that yeah. <laughs> you gotta drink that Kratom every single day. That's Joe. <laughs> Kratom, man. Microdosing. LSDs for the brain. The government stopped you. Um, yeah. I, I, I've, I've tried all that stuff. It's nonsense. <laughs> just go just go to a therapist. <laughs> nice, nice. I know. I it's so it's so true. It's like, but won't these help? And you're like, no, therapy. Okay. <laughs> okay. I guess I'll address my complex mental issues instead of taking drugs every day. <laughs> but it's not fun. No. Yeah. There also like is no shame in, in taking medication. But I think there is this kind of idea of like biohacking your brain. The best yeah. that you can be. Which, you know, I've definitely fallen into. I mean, why not be the, the best? <gasps> oh, for sure. Like I definitely, like I was very mentally ill when I was a teenager and stuff. And like, you know. The, the pills did work. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Whatever good, whatever works for you. Yeah. So, under these beliefs of, like, Koro, mm-hmm. it is basically, like, disturbance of the, of the yang. Oh. So, there's, like, yin and yang. So, like, yang is male, considered male. So, another idea of, it's, like, the yang jing, which is, like, that energy... Yeah. So if men have sex, they are losing too much yang and then their body has too much yin. Do they get so angry with the women for, for having, you know, like with that belief system, like what is the, their way of protecting themselves or what's the, is it just abstinence? It's abstinence, but also as I was like saying before, that like weird sex yoga. That sex yoga thing, right, yeah. So basically just... So re- the sex itself is fine, it's the jism. Yeah can't get my head around that but that's cool okay yeah yeah and i will say women can get coro as well but it's very very small amount Yay. and they can only get it by you know having having sex with a guy that has coro that's the belief anyway obviously as i said coro is not real <laughs> but for them for them it's usually the belief that their nipples are inverting <gasps> and they're gonna kill them that way Whoa. okay that's interesting. What? Yeah. Holy shit. And there was like, there's a case in the book that I was reading all about the Singapore penis panic. Um, It didn't stay a year, but it talks about a case that happened in Hong Kong mm-hmm. where a bride was about to get married and people thought she had a uh, Kuro. Right. So everyone was like jumping on her and trying to like base, because the thing, the thing with Kuro is it's the fear that it is retracting. So you pull it out, you you hold it out. So it, with the Singapore penis panic, you had a yeah, I know it's it's uh, <laughs> you you had a lot of men rush to hospital, but also their loved ones who were just holding down their penis to stop it from retracting. Oh my so a God. damage gets done by pulling it mm. too hard. Oh yeah, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Yeah, but it's nice for them as a couple that they're kind of protected each other from the cold. Yeah, yeah. Actually, a lot of the times, 
it's more someone else will be like, your penis looks a bit smaller than before. Um, you have Koro, and then because it's so ingrained in their beliefs, it's tied in with yin and yang and everything. Whoa. It's just this intense, it's an acute anxiety and that belief and feeling that you're that it's shrinking and retracting and that you're going to die, which is probably terrifying. Mm. You know, and everything's connected. So if your your key is off, there's a disturbance of your, your yang or the quality of the key, you're more susceptible to, to Koro. And in the case with this with this woman, it was someone else that was like, your nipples look like you're attracting. You have Koro. And then everyone jumped on her, basically oh trying to pull God. her nipples out. Oh, my God. I Just don't show anyone your nips or your penis. Ever. Stay protected. Just hide and shame. Yeah. And that's another element of it is there's also shame. probably an element of shame of like all cultures have some a lot of shame around sex in different ways. Not Ireland. No, we're actually so, so good. Our history has been so liberating, you know, um, until the Brits came and ruined it for pagan <laughs> Those damn Brits. <laughs> oh, man. It's not a history podcast unless I give out about the Brits once per episode. <laughs> in, in a friendly way. Yeah, of course. But to kind of as well just give you an idea of how how much jizz was seen as like a life force, which I guess makes sense. You know, babies come from there. Yeah, my friend Fern has this joke about like, um, you know, that men constantly tell women, oh, it's full of amino acids and stuff. You know, <laughs> they, they they have been trying to sell. It's good for your skin. Good for your skin. <laughs> <laughs> not good for your eyes, though. You ever got it in your eyes, Saoirse? No. I I have not. I have not. Never did. I swear. Goggles, I, I don't plan on it. Protection. Goggles. <laughs> yeah. It's, you've never Swim felt hat. pain until, <laughs> until that. <laughs> Sorry, I know it's a history podcast. <laughs> no, it's just more my 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 own uh, my own my own shame. It's it's Ireland. <laughs> I'm I'm awkward. I'm a grown woman. I should not be awkward talking about sex, but I still am. No, no, no. Come here. Don't you worry. I mean, I've been a bit over. We've only met now, and <laughs> it's been twenty five minutes into this conversation, and I'm asking you, has anyone ever jizzed in your eye? You don't have to answer that. That's not a it's not a trauma bonding, you know. No, no I can, I, I can openly say no, mother. Cool. Um, that's not a lie. That's not. That's not I'm a lie. so sorry to your mom as well. Oh no! Uh, it's hello. Uh, I, uh, I do have this really acute memory of how when we were teenage, when I was a teenager. Yeah. My friends and my friend's boyfriend got jizz on their blanket and it turned green and all of us were like 16 year old girls being like why did it turn green why we, did it turn we, green i don't know seriously do you know wait there i'm gonna google that now for a please second. do i still don't but we're all like i don't think he's okay how long was it on the blanket for it was like a little period i think it was like the next day it started to turn green and then she washed it and it didn't go away and there was just a green stain on the blanket and no one wanted to, you know, when you were staying over for a sleepover, it's like, don't give me that blanket. My God. <laughs> Apparently, uh, prostate infection. That's uh, that's what uh. he had. <laughs> so, well, I mean, get on I'm the still, phone. <laughs> I am still friends with this guy and it's 10 years later and he's, he seems fine. He's not dead. Yeah, but, you know, bring it up a conversation. Get him to listen to this podcast. <laughs> It wasn't right away. It was like it turned green over a period of time. So it could just be a chemical reaction. I don't know. I'm not a chemist. Yes, that's <laughs> or a true. That's true. But 
But according to Google, he's got a prostate issue. Good to know. Good to know. Well, not anymore. I don't. I don't. Maybe you don't. Uh, I won't say your name, but you know, don't even know if you're listening. I hope you do. We're very good friends at this stage. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think he knows that though because it was very much a thing of like afterwards and she only told the girls and showed the girls and all of us were like that's weird yeah 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 you know so I don't even know if he knows that it turned green that's true yeah look that's the problem with men though sometimes is that like you know they don't they don't see the consequences of their (laughs) days you know they can walk away (laughs) they can but yeah there's an there's an ancient Chinese medical textbook that says that it takes like about the energy of a hundred grains of rice to produce one drop of blood. Whoa. And a hundred drops of blood to produce one drop of semen. Whoa. So that's their kind of like belief. They really do big up semen. Like they are. They do. Yeah. Semen is Jing, life source, and kidney key, the force, that is formed with lots of yang energy. Mm -hmm. Another term for koro is shuk, Yang. Shook Yang. Cool. Yeah. So you can understand how, like, in ancient practices, if this is, it's all ingrained in their belief system. Yeah. You know? So before the Singapore penis panic, there were various accounts of Kuro throughout history. And it was usually almost immediately after sex, masturbation, or uh, peeing. Mm. Usually what happens is the sufferer or someone else will notice their penis shrinking slightly and immediately go into panic mode. And Koro, according to these ancient belief, uh, ends in death once it goes all the way up. <gasps> so anything is used to stop it. Like friends and family will like be tugging it down because it's it's a shared collective anxiety. It's not just the person being like, my penis is retracting inside me. I'm going to die. It's like their buddies or their, a lot of the time it'd be like parents, like mothers of like teenagers. Oh my God. Yeah, like hold that thing down. There's also a belief that if you tie a a red string around it real tight, it'll help help it. Because red is considered very yang. So it'll balance out the yin because yin is blue, yang is red. Or devices like they would, like, so in Singapore, people rushing in, they were like, like, chopsticks or like making these weird makeshift devices to just hold the penis to stop it from going in (laughs) which is yeah it's dangerous Um, that is dangerous and also like as i said multiple times there's no medical basis of koro but yin energy is cold and we you know shrinkage is a thing you Mm. know it's you know men go into cold water and you know cold makes it slightly smaller so you can kind of think how like thousands of years of cultural belief they don't understand what's going on yeah yeah so it's like us with fairy forts and stuff like that like yeah uh, cool that's a like i don't think they're stupid or anything like that i think a lot of cultures have you know like penis is definitely like just by our architecture and stuff penis is very much at this epicenter of a lot of cultural stuff yeah we need more sheen in the gigs around the gaff oh yeah 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 so how did they how did they stop the panic? Um they just told them everything was grand and gave them a shot of Valium. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. It's like an Irish funeral. Most of the time, yeah. Um and like there's these epidemics had caught up a lot of the time. You have sporadic coro and epidemic coro. Sporadic coro happens every now and again, and that's just one person that's just like panicking that you know, their genitals are retracting. Yeah. And that's, you know, usually calm down and it's fine. 
What's weird is the epidemic curl where it's like multiple cases all at once, so like a shared collective. And what they found with in areas of history where epidemic coro has happened, mm-hmm. they've usually been in areas with a lot of roots and history of ancient Chinese culture. It's also they're usually um, poor, uneducated areas that are also dealing with a lot of local stress, right. so like colonialism and all that bullshit. <laughs> um, so coro stems directly from a cultural bound acute anxiety. And there's been like minor occasional outbreaks on Sulawesi, uh, Sulawesi, that's it, island. And these special people, they had special people in place on these islands called helpers, which would just, um, because in, so with China, yeah, you know, do anything to stop the penis going in. So, you know, your man will hug it down, your girlfriend, your wife, and like whatever. But there's a lot of areas outside of China where a woman touching it will just make it worse. So they have they had people on hand, male helpers, whose job was to just hold the penis down. Oh my god! Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. So there are similar outbreaks with different names, but it's more or less the same fear of with very in Thailand, India, Africa. However, we don't really have epidemics of coro in the West, right? But this is a quote I found from the book I found, which I think is one of the best quotes I've ever seen in a book. Penises around the world are at the mercy of cultural forces. Wow. It's just very true. Um, the West, we don't have Koro. We don't have the fear. But we also have our... You've got Top Gear. We have Top Gear. <laughs> and we, yes. we have our own weird belief systems as well. Like even the thing of like abs- like athletes abstaining from sex. Yes. Is that is that a scientifically proven thing or anything? Like boxers do it. No, it's scientifically disproven, but people still Whoa. do it. Muhammad Ali would refrain from sex six weeks prior to a big fight. And it's baseless. It's baseless. Muhammad Ali is a frigid. Right. He's it. a frigid, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's children, but... Yeah. But I've always heard of that. It's like, oh, you know, if athletes will get rid of all your testosterone. Completely baseless. There's Whoa. no, you're just abstaining from having sex with your loved one for no reason whatsoever. Aww. Imagine the connection they've lost and all that kind of, that's, and, yeah. Yeah, it's five, six weeks, yeah. <laughs> um, and also, we have our, like, the West has, you know, you have Victorian England, uh, Irish Catholicism. We have our own weird, you know, don't masturbate, you'll go blind. Like, we have our, our own things. It's just not Kuro. It's just not penis yeah. inverting and you dying. But we, we so it's, it, like, it's, it is bizarre, it's belief, but as you said, they're not idiots. It's just the culture, and it's just different from ours, but it's the same fear. Mm. Freudians could talk about castration anxiety and that belief that parallels the penis panic, but I hate Freud. I think he's bullshit, and I'm <laughs> sick that we keep... No, like, <laughs> man, because I was like, I was like a real, like, cool kid. I was like, I'm 17, I'm going to read books about philosophy and psychology. Yeah. Um, um, I was Freud your first. Freud was my first. No, <laughs> I I just fucking hate Freud, and everyone talks about his theories all the time. Yeah, and I'm like, man, the man literally believed that all of women's problems is because they're jealous they don't have a penis and penis envy. And he was also a weird person. Like I fucking hate Whoa. Freud. I don't know that much because I I yeah I it actually makes me angry when I research him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't have to know everything about something. you If you don't like it, you don't like it, you know? Yeah. 
anyway, that's kind of, I feel like I can't, that's kind of the understanding. And I feel like to understand the Singapore penis panic, you need to understand all that right. ancient belief because almost everyone that was suffering from the Singapore penis panic uh, was from Chinese heritage. Okay. And, you know, in Singapore, Dr. Chung T. Mun noted about one or two cases of Koro a year pre- in the 60s, around this time, like pre-epidemic. So then all of a sudden, there was just loads of people coming coming in. So it's like someone shouting fire in a theater. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. And Singapore was like, as I said, started densely pos- uh, populated with, with distinct contrasting ethnic groups, which mm. always has tension. Still kind of recovering from World War II. Uh, we're fucked over by the Brits. What? I can't believe that. A country... They, I know. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> During World War II, they just kind of treated Singapore pretty awfully. Right. Because Singapore was fighting and independence. Singapore is a fascinating cultural thing to, to look up. But as I said, like, in a lot of Asian cultures, sex wasn't as shamed as it is now. So, so they've kind of not... Uh, they've regressed a bit. Like... But they weren't regressing to anything before, so that's a wrong word. But I'm trying to think of, like... So now it's culturally, like, more shameful to have sex. Yeah. And and in Singapore, I think, especially once the Brits left and they got independence, these strict laws were a way to kind of control the the tension, you know? Because, you know, Singapore had, like... Various different eth- is made up of different ethnic groups, and it's a port town, so you had people coming in the harbor. So, as we talked about before, chewing gum is banned. Also, only in two thousand and seven did Singapore make oral and anal sex illegal. No, sorry, in two thousand and seven, legal. legal. They made oral and anal sex legal, but only for heterosexual couples. <gasps> it is still illegal to be gay in Singapore. Whoa. But before 2007, oral sex was illegal with a married couple, which is insane. What what did all those, what did all those let's not have sex before marriage couples do, you know? Well, yeah. I I, I always thought that was gas, you know, those people's like, oh, I'm not going to have sex before marriage, but we're going to do the grossest things possible. Everything else. But just no penis, (laughs) no penis in vagina. But we're going to do so much other sick. But God doesn't want us to have sex. But I'm gonna shove my dick up your ass. It's yes. weird. It's a weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great point. That is a great point. And uh, Elvis was real big in the 50s in Singapore, uh, mm-hmm. which the government didn't like. Uh, they they kind of called it like yellow culture, which was basically sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So mm. in the 60s, there was a lot of like cultural tensions. The war had been fin. You know, it was 22 years after World War One, but like. The youths that kind of would have been shaped from it, you know, were kind of mm. adults. So in May 1967, there were some reports of swine fever. Now, I don't know if swine fever or swine flu are the same thing. I, yeah. I feel like they must. What do you like? Is that me being stupid or? I don't think it is. I like it must be very adjacent anyway to it, you know? Yeah. So swine fever started occurring. Swine and- fever sounds like a song. You got swine me. Get fever. Swine fever. <laughs> and then there were cases of the pigs getting swine fever in Singapore. And somehow, now no one has any idea how this rumor began, but there was the belief that if you if you ate contaminated pork, you would get coro because the yin, it was just too much yin and you would get sick from coro from eating this meat. Whoa. And we have no idea how that 
came about, mm. but it was accelerated in October when there was a report in a Chinese paper in Singapore because they had different language papers. Um, and it included information about a pig that had died from swine fever with a retracted penis. <gasps> so if you already have these cultural beliefs. Oh my God. You're fucked. You're fucked. Yes. There were even rumors that the Muslim community had contaminated the meat because Muslims don't eat pork. So to kind of. Right. There was race wars happening in like prior to um, race riots happening in the years leading up to this. So there was there's tension. Oh my gosh. It's a lot. Yeah. So yeah, October 29th was the first official, like professional results of Koro, people mm. coming in. It had probably started before that with people taking their own alternative medicine routes, but this was like, suddenly people were coming into to hospital and it was, it kept growing uh, in days. There was a period during the epidemic where a truck would go to Chinatown and like, Coro sufferers would just get on the truck and be taken to the hospital. No one was ever admitted to hospital, but the admissions room would just be loads of men wandering around being like, I'm going to die. My penis is retracting. And like gripping, holding down their genitals. Oh my God. Trying to make sure it didn't, you know, happen. You know, uh, using like chopsticks or other strange devices. And you just got used to seeing these panicked men around the place. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. One of the weirdest mechanical aids that they noticed in the doctor was this like, giant foot-long wooden device used to make jewelry that was like flattened on the penis and like just kind of left like oh, a third sounds, wooden leg that sounds very uh that sounds very sore <laughs> that's the thing that there was no no deaths from this coro epidemic right um but there were a good few injuries from people you know putting strange devices on their genitals yeah you see that's when the you know, the treatment is, is a lot worse than the cure, which is a good word of yourself. Just go, you're grand. Yeah. I will say that a lot of the cases, which I think this is kind of funny, and we're able to laugh at it because even at yeah. the time, there were some people who were laughing at it, you know? Okay, I'm cool. sure it's traumatic. Like, one of the huge groups that were susceptible to it wore shock horror teenage boys. Mm. So it was like a com- it became a common sight in, like, schools for, like, boys basically taking out their taking out their mickeys being like is it shrinking is it smaller than it was yesterday blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like shared panic there's a quote from someone from an all-boys school as a teenager during the time he goes in the process we found that some boys had not reached puberty yet ha 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 thanks to coro fears <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um there's another instant as well of a police officer that stopped there was stopped a guy speeding to the hospital because he was panicked that he had Kuro so he you know policeman trying to be like you're speeding here's a speeding ticket and uh he was panicked he goes please please I got Kuro and the policeman just laughed and let him go oh my god (laughs) also during this time he Kuro which I want to bring back became a common expression to describe someone being overly excited or scared of something Ah, that is good. Hikoro, Hikoro. Because Singapore is so fascinating because you have such a a mix of language and you have, I forget the name of it, but it's a type of English where it's like, it's its own dialect that's like Singapore English that's influenced by media and also like Chinese uh, grammar and like Indian and all this stuff. And Mm. it's really a fascinating, fascinating place. That's pretty cool. It's like the way Scotland has the thing like that. Hiberno English. Yeah, well, in the Irish version, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so he Koro, he has the Koro. He 
which I want to bring back. I want to start saying that, especially about men. If men get a bit like <laughs> a bit scared or excited, I'm just going to be like, Hikoro. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, absolutely. Fat. And, you know, it was like, I, I have like an anxiety disorder. I can understand the fear and panic of that acute anxiety. Um, but it is interesting how it just took hold of so many people and manifested directly in the penis and yeah. how how uh, I mean that says a lot about society and men doesn't it <laughs> as, as I said to you before like most patients were simply reassured told look it's fine um, and many were just given Valium uh, the health ministry made an official statement on November 2nd um, which just fueled the fear even more. And the next day was the highest number of cases in the Singapore hospital. Oh my God. Uh, there was 97 patients coming in in one day. Uh, what's interesting is medical doctors didn't say that Coro wasn't real. They just said it was nothing to worry about and to just wait it off. And why was that? Well, you know, they're still, you know, well-trained doctors, um, but they have these beliefs that from their own ancient practices that mental health and physical health is connected so you know the belief is just as strong as the physical symptoms which is true you know these men genuinely felt that feeling of retraction and very few mountain women yes that's good that they were kind of like taking them somewhat seriously yeah yeah i mean it's i mean they were gonna rip off their penises you had to you know like it, it was you know it was an anxiety attack in a very considered way and also people stopped eating pork before the epidemic 12,000 14,000 pigs were slaughtered each day in Singapore for consumption right during the epidemic there were a few days where the number was less than 100 whoa so it was a real cultural fear as well like there were people rushing into hospital but it was just like this intense belief they had another press conference by the Singapore Health Association on November 4th just being like look if your penis is shrinking a bit, there's no way it's going to go into your abdomen and kill you. Just wait it out and it's nothing to worry about. And that seemed to calm things down. And by the end, by mid-November, cases had dropped significantly and people were eating pork again. So, Oh, nature but, is healing. He, nature is healing. Between October 29th and November 30th, there were 469 cases of Coro reported to hospitals. However, there were probably hundreds more that didn't go to hospital or were seen by private, private Western and Chinese medicine people. Um, so yeah, they later did a study of the people affected, at least in the hospitals, and they found 454 of them were men from like the 469. There was 15 women. Right. And everyone was Chinese. All the women were Chinese, except there were six Indian men and four melee men. Wow. And m- most of the people affected were between 11 and 35. Although there were a few people, 70, that was the oldest man that sought help. Yeah. There were six that were under six, including one that was seven months old. What? So that's obviously the parents still seeing the change, isn't it? Yes. It's the parents freaking out that their kid has coro. Right. Most cases were like urban Singapore, which makes it different from like the other coral cases that would appear throughout history is like there was like small fishing villages. What's weird is this was like a, you know, Singapore is a very well-developed city. Yeah. Almost all of them had a strong background in Chinese medicine and the whole belief of yin and yang. 
Um, but only 25% of people had heard of Coro before the epidemic. But every case had heard of it afterwards. So they heard it at school. And then because they have these strong ancient Chinese medicine beliefs about yin and yang, it's susceptible to that belief mixed with the panic that's just in the world, mixed with the adrenaline of being a teenage boy obsessed with your penis. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Most cases ap- appeared from people noticing it during like peeing. So like glad going to have a piss, being like, my penis is shrinking, right. freaking out. There's still debates as to how it started and how like so much stuff and it's a lot of it remains a mystery. But there have been no Koro epidemic in Singapore since. Although there are still cases of Koro that come up every now and again. So it was a cold snap, probably, or something. Wine fever. Mm. I think it was just a, like the fear of that mixed with um, general tension in the air. Oh, yes. And you know, you know, contaminated pork, yin, yin even before the epidemic, Koro was thought to come from eating cold or raw meat because things that are cold mm. and um are very f- filled with yin and blue so that's why the reds drink because red is yang um so yeah that's 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 everything i have about the the singapore the great singapore penis panic my god that that is so far and so great <laughs> I've, I've i've never been like so up to date with something i'd no knowledge of before amazing um has it ever been is there any like use of it in popular culture or how does Singapore look back at it now? No one really knows about it. You know, right. like what happened was I was doing an episode on mass hysteria in schools and in like nunneries. Mm-hmm. And I came across this book called The Great Singapore Penis Panic and the Future of American Mass Hysteria what? by Scott Mendelson. And I was like, you know what? I have to buy yeah. this book. There, What's bizarre though is it was only like three like three pounds on the UK Amazon site on the Kindle edition. Yeah. But it was like 60 quid in person. Oh, she's rare. And I like, you know, if you if you look up Koro, there's a lot about it. it the, the thing, it's one of those things that if you look up the Singapore penis panic, it's more, it comes up in like those cracked articles where it's talked about for like a paragraph or something. Whereas this book really goes into details, I mean, everything. And, you know, I look, put it up. There's not that much about the Singapore Penis Panic on YouTube or there's no other podcasts about it. So this is me doing my journalistic work, bringing it to the people. Nice. And I'm going to start an epidemic among the Chinese community in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to hear, they're going to hear about this. Um, that's uh, so that's so- ama- amazing. This is like a Thank you. pure unadulterated, uh, like a stock cube full of facts. Yeah, I bet you weren't expecting uh, that. No, I really uh, was not. I wasn't. I was expecting. What was I expecting? I was like, I don't know. I, I but I, I'm delighted. I'm delighted that I came on to to be educated and to to listen. I think just people feel, feel you know think too highly of their own penises, and I feel the world would be a better place if we just you know got men to look at their penises and go, that's grand. I don't have to prove anything to anyone. I think there'd be a lot less wars. Definitely. It's it's all it comes down to penis fear and obsession. Mm. Which, like, I never really under uh, understood, you know? Like, even in, there's a huge, like, ob- obsession of, like, oh, I need to make sure I have a big dick. Or, like, you know, lads being afraid that their penis is not big enough. Yeah. But... I've never heard women talk about penis size ever. No. 
Well, at least maybe personally, like, you know, I've never had conversations with girls about penis size really no. in the way that I think men think we do. That's or popular culture. Uh, yeah, that's because a lot of popular culture is driven by men. <laughs> you know? Like Yeah. I bet yeah, that's so cool. And you are right about that. I don't have many conversations about uh, men's penis size. Just jizzing in the eyes. That's the what me and my girls talk about. That's I mean, the... I mean, it's a lot of a lot of jizz stuff. Yeah. I am that, that we're still all very weirded out by like green jizz. Me and my friends would talk about that that a lot though in school. It was very much a thing of like, is it still green? Why is it green? <laughs> have you have you have you talked to him about this? Does he know? He should see a doctor. That's not normal. <laughs> I like the the concern. You know, it comes from a genuine place. Of like, but we are also like teenagers, so we're also like, that's really really gross. Why <laughs> why is there jizz on a blanket? I. I mean, when did we become adults, teenagers obsessed with sex? I just want to go home and play The Sims too. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I don't know why I'm involved in this conversation. All of a sudden, in The Sims, it's <laughs> called woohooing. <laughs> no... It is called woohooing. Yeah, you know, and that's how I knew that the three places that you have sex are a bed, a hot tub, and a photo booth. Yeah, those are the three. <laughs> the three only places. The Holy Trinity. Um, the Holy Trinity of where to have sex. So thank you so much, Alison, for coming on. It's been so much fun. Um, if you want to let people know your your podcast, your fabulous podcast and any other things ha- happening. Yeah, so my podcast is called, well, I got two, The Alison Spittle Show on headstuff.org and uh, Wheel of Misfortune with Fern Brady on uh, BBC Sounds. And you should have a listen to that. Uh, it's good crack. Um, but thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And it was so lovely meeting you online and and listening and stuff yeah i'm sure the listeners will feel very up to date now very up to date on on penis i don't think i've said penis a lot you have you know jizz a lot as well there's quite a lot of repetitive words we've used i i did a whole episode on cunt once so that was awesome wow amazing very interesting um and yeah i of course have been sirsha shanae um, you can contact me at absurdrealhistory at gmail.com and be sure to follow my theatre company that it, this podcast is produced by uh, Scream for Ireland. I'm going to now spend the rest of the day not thinking about penises because I think it's <laughs> been too much. <laughs> yes, yes. I, yeah, I, I can't guarantee I won't be